0: So I want to get to this walks thing. So it's going to be unfair, by the way, whether it's with the Yankees or the Mets, but this is a guy who's going to get crucified in this town. And you may say, well, what, what do you mean by that? And I don't just mean the contract. I don't just mean the expectations because anybody who comes to New York with high expectations will get hit very, very hard by us as fans, whether it's the Mets or it's the Yankees. You come here, you're Jason Giambi. You come here, you're Carlos Beltran. You come here, you're Francisco Lindor. There are huge expectations. But Juan Soto, and I have not had the luxury of watching him every day. None of us have, unless you're a Nationals fan or a Padres fan. But he reeks of a guy who I think fans are going to turn on because you mentioned those walks, and it's great to draw a walk. Like, who isn't a fan of drawing a walk? But is he going to be one of those guys that's looking to draw walks? And that's frustrating, especially when the guy's an RBI machine, or is at least paid to be an RBI machine, that when Juan Soto comes up, first and third, two outs in the eighth, down by three, you don't want him looking for a walk. You want him swinging and extending that strike zone just a tad because he's here to hit 35 home runs a season. And and, and this critique you're hearing from me may sound completely unfair, but ask yourself this question, as unfair as it sounds. Am I actually wrong? Like, am I wrong to say that whether he's with the Yankees or he's with the Mets, there is going to be criticism about looking for walks. And I'm not comparing him to a guy like a Daniel Vogelback or even a guy like Wade Boggs years ago. I remember Dog, uh, as a kid, listening to WFAN, Dog criticized Wade Boggs a lot, saying, Let's say he's always looking for a walk. He's always oh, looking for a walk. And by the way, he was right. I remember as a kid thinking the same damn thing. Like, wait a second, Wade Boggs one of the great hitters of this generation. Why does it seem he's looking to walk? Walking is a great attribute. There are certain situations in which you want the guy to draw a walk, but then there's that fine line between looking for walks. And I. I'm fearful. I, I am that not that he isn't going to be a productive player. Those numbers are very, very productive, but is he going to be one of those guys? That's just going to look for walks. And I can see us as Met fans turning on that quick off. Well, listen, I mean, we, we sat there through Vogelbach. Now, listen, he
1: wasn't, no one expected Daniel Vogelbach to sit there and hit 40, 50 home runs in a season at bat, like for this crazy average and driving all these runs. But in a DH spot, we you saw someone who looked for walks notoriously, and that killed the fan base in a big spot. You want that big hit, and yeah, I think Soto, or anybody that comes in that's going to make a ton of money, you want your you need someone that's going to actually swing the bat. And if you're looking for a walk, it's going to kill us. So those are the two
0: things. Those are my two. And if you want to call them nitpicks, they're fine. I mean, we're talking about two great players here. So when we're comparing them and deciding, hey, which one do you want? Yeah, there's going to be some nitpicking. And those are my nitpicks on Soto. Now, let me get to Otani. And I'm not going to even say a word about his pitching because I laid out to you before, Pete, I have very little faith. I have some hope, like, hey, it'd be great if it works out. It's a good gamble that, hey, if this works out, I have the added bonus. But I'm almost not expecting it, if that makes sense. Otani's trending the other way. As much as I just talked about Soto, Never producing like he did in 2019 or 2021 or even 2020. I know we don't want to count that. I look at Otani as the complete opposite. Shohei Otani in 2021 became the man that he is today. Because before that, you know, what the hell was he? Honestly, what was he? He didn't hit in 2020. Again, we throw that one out. His numbers in 2019 were, they were okay. Like they weren't bad. They were pretty good. His rookie of the year numbers were more, it's amazing he can do both. But in both of those years, he didn't play a full year. So he kind of gave us a little bit of a tease. Over the last three years, Shohei Otani's gone out and played. Now, this past year, he missed the final month. But I think you also have to look at where the Angels were. I mean, would he have played through it as just an offensive player? I think that's on the table if his team was in a pennant race. But in 2021, he plays 155 games. He hits 46 home runs, he steals 26 bases, he has a 965 OPS, obviously wins the MVP. 2022, hits 34 home runs, has an 875 OPS, plays 157 games, second in the MVP voting. This past year, he became Bonds. And maybe Bonds is too strong, so I'll phrase it this way. Shoei Otani in 2023 was a left-handed Aaron Judge. That's what he was. The difference was he didn't play the last 25 games of the year, so he never got to kind of finish the story and see how much further he could have gone. But he raised his average to a career-high three hundred four, best average of his career, had the highest OPS of his career, 1,066. So his OPS was 100 points higher than it had been in any other season. His slugging, over 100 points higher than any other season. His on-base percentage, up to four twelve. Leads the league in on base, leads the league in slugging, leads the league in OPS, leads the league in OPS plus, leads the league in home runs. That's a guy trending this way and I'm pointing up. So yeah, there's an age difference and I, I get it, but I see Otani getting better and better. I don't see that with Soto. So if I'm looking at them strictly as offensive players, I, I've taken out the pitching and I factor in Otani doesn't play the field. Soto plays the field. I don't know how well he plays it, but okay, he plays the field. Soto will end up as a DH before you know it. I feel better about Otani next year, year after offensively, than I do Juan Soto. And I might even mention in the pitching, I see an offensive player trending the right way, and I also see a slugger. Like Juan Soto can hit home runs. He's hit over 30 home runs twice in his career. Otani's done it three years in a row. I think Otani is one of the offensive players that you look at, you look at that lineup before a series and say, I can't let him beat me. I circle him. Can't let him beat me. Juan Soto is a tremendous hitter. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's the game-changing offensive player that Otani is. And again, haven't said a damn word about his pitching, just talking about the slugging ability that Shohei Otani has, and that's a part of why I prefer him.
1: Now the one thing I will say though, you referenced it where you don't you think that Soto is eventually going to be a DH. Mm-hmm. Problem problem is, and I forgot about the the, the speed with Otani, which is really that's another key piece too. You extend the lineup with either Soto or Otani, no questions asked. But you limit Pete Alonso. If Pete Alonso eventually is someone that's going to be a part of this team, he's got to be first base. If if the Mets are Contemplating Otani, are they contemplating moving away from Pete Alonso where Soto can fit? You you say that he's not a, a, a good outfielder, he still plays a field. That's still not something
0: that they're planning on just making him a DH in the near well, future. What, what's your concern? Your concern is when, because Pete's a first baseman. If if Pete is here next year, the year after that. I'd say at least for the next four years, Pete Alonso is safely a first baseman. So when you say if you're getting Otani, are you moving away from Pete? Why would I have to? Why would that be any different than Soto if Alonso still playing the field?
1: Well, if you say four years, if you give four years to Pete at first base, if you're signing Pete Alonso to, if you're signing Otani to a 10 year deal, which I still think he's going to get close to that, I'm still assuming that Pete Alonso is going to be. Like a six seven year deal right so it over, overlaps where the last three years Pete Alonzo and Otani cannot be DHs and none of them be on the field Where Soto, I think you still have <laughs> that at least five to seven good years of him playing the outfield he's not a, he's not a DH
0: just yet. I, I don't think actually going back with Pete, I don't think Pete has to be a DH in four years like I think it's it is nice to have the DH being a resting spot. You know, it's nice to have the DH being that position where you can give Lindor half a day off. You can give Pete half a day off. The Mets didn't have that luxury this past year because the DH position was clogged. And I agree that if we're doing like checklist of positive and negatives, that is a negative about Shohei Otani. He is a DH. I doubt the Mets are going to be asking him to get an outfielder's glove and play the outfield. He's only played a handful of innings in the outfield. And I don't think the Mets are going to do it, nor do I think it's wise. Like Especially if you plan on him coming back as a pitcher in 2025, which clearly you are. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm not planning or trying to have Otani pitch. I'm not expecting a lot out of Otani pitching. That's the difference. Of course, he should try to come back and pitch. That's a part of the beauty. It's a part of that being the great reward on Shohei. But I wouldn't be fearful of... Well, then what happens to Pete? Pete's 28 years old, 29 years old. He'll be 29 on opening day. I think he could play first base for the next five years. I mean, Freddie Freeman's still playing first base. Like, I don't think he has to move off that position anytime soon. So that doesn't scare me. Yeah, but, but
1: the one one counter of that, though, you and I sit there, we, we're pro Pete Alonso first base. But analytically speaking, and you go down the, the, the world of baseball, people don't think Pete Alonso's a good defensive player. Well, they're so, wrong. And, and, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you, but, but Pete, we watch him all the time. Is he is he not? I, I Me and you feel that way, and I think that all other people feel that way, but I don't know what David Stearns thinks about Pete Alonzo. Is there something that Pete Alonzo, they're thinking, maybe they could get somebody that's a better defensive first baseman, and they want to push Pete to, to a DH? I think that's going to be difficult. You can't, that's, that's, that is that's the knock. If you're going to have – if you sign Shoei Otani,
0: I think that may – created an issue to keep Pete Alonso. Yeah, I don't think it should. I, I, but to me, I don't think it should because I've seen Pete get better defensively. I don't think there's any question. He's a better defensive player today than he was two years ago. So I don't feel like there's some kind of clock ticking over his head on when he can't play first base anymore. And keep this in mind. If the Mets sign Otani and trade Pete Alonso, and I'm not arguing Pete's a better player than Shohei, but you've just taken Pete's power and replaced it. You haven't paired the two together, you know. You haven't said, "Hey, along with Alonzo, and Lindor, and the emerging Alvarez, here's Otani." You've taken Pete away and then replaced him with Otani. Not saying Otani isn't better, but you haven't made yourself that much better. A little bit better, but not that much better. So I look at the Otani Soto thing as separate from Pete. You know, if the Mets want to re-sign Pete Alonzo. Pete's contract is not going to look like Shohei Ohtani's. It's not going to look like Juan Soto's. He's not getting, ne- like, he'll get a big contract. He's not getting nearly that much. But I think the the beauty of Ohtani and why, to me, it's such a no-brainer that he's the option over Juan Soto is that I'm arguing just offensively Ohtani's trending in the right direction. That leaves out the bonus of pitching, which you pointed out. If he comes back and makes 15 starts in 2024, along with the fact that I'm banking on his offense, it's all worth it. It's why Otani is such the target if you're the New York Mets. In fact, him not pitching this year only enhances it because if the Mets are saying we're playing the long game, we're thinking more of 25-26. I don't fully believe, but certainly with some of the young players they have coming up and with Jet Williams' emergence, that's going to more coincide with 25-26. Well, that's when Otani's going to start pitching, or at least in theory, that's when he's going to start pitching. So I put a poll out the other day, where I asked, "Hey, who would you prefer?" And the way I worded it, similar to what we're talking about today, assuming you can only sign one of you, the Mets, and the contracts are in the same ballpark, who would you rather sign in free agency, Otani this offseason, Soto in 2025? And I was actually surprised; it was 58 percent Otani. Like I, I thought Soto would win. I think a part of why Otani won is a you get him now, and then b the bonus of pitching. I think those are the two things that put him over the top. But those aren't even the reasons I am giving. To be honest with you, my reasons are very, very different. That's for sure. Well, a couple, a
1: couple other things, like, you know, besides take away the numbers, right? Say if, say if Otani and Soto play the first five years and their numbers are identical, right? Yeah, offensively. The thing is this, Otani. I think you'll, again, it's like a 10-year contract. You have to deal with him for 10 years. Soto, you said it, I think like a 14-year deal. You might have to have him till he's 41. The back end of that contract may be way worse than Otani. What what Otani can give you for the next four or five years, I think, is going to be more explosive. And the other thing, too, you did mention it, and I don't want to be impulsive, but I don't know what two years are going to be like from now. Maybe in 2025, Edward Diaz tears his ACL, you know, and then we don't have a closer again. And then, oh, well, now we brought in Soto for no reason because we have to wait till 2026. Get Otani now. Like, I, 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 you, if we're going to make this team, because I, I think the offseason is, I think you and I both agree, it's not going to be this lack, lackluster offseason. They're going to bring in some major pieces. Go for it now. You don't. <laughs> Look, look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got hurt after four snaps. Right. And now what? You just never know how season's going to end up. So do your
0: best to go all in every year. I thought you were going to suggest Edwin Diaz gets hurt. Otani's the closer. Oh, that too. <laughs> I mean, why not? And My brain my brain's started trying to figure out, wait a second. So how does this work? He DHs, <laughs> but then he comes in the game to pitch. But then if he comes out of the game, he can't really stay in the game as DH. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the Otani rule if he's used as a reliever. I mean that'd be genius, by the way, if he becomes <laughs> if if
1: if he's like the eighth inning guy, pitches like every you know every few games, and you 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 use him rather than as a as a, a defensive threat on the on you have a position. He's a relief pitcher. It's great. Yeah.